Welcome to Gagliardi's Got Real Estate podcast, hosted by myself, Gerald Sabri, and Rocky Gagliardi. We look forward to bringing you something fresh, something new the Golden Valley hasn't seen before. More informative information. We've got special guests, hot topics. Make sure you follow on your preferred podcast platform, GSRE Socials. We hope you enjoy this episode. G'day guys, Gerald Sabri here and welcome to our third edition of our GSRE podcast with me is Sean Reedy from the office and we're delighted to have some guests in the broker field, local brokers here in Shepparton to touch on all things finance, what's changed, new legislations, what the market's doing out there at the moment. So welcome to Paul Mazzella from the broker house and Simon Katrocki from GV Finance Brokers. So welcome guys. No problem, thank you. Thanks, Gerald. Just start with just a, a little bit about yourselves for our viewers. Paul, if you'd like to start. Yeah, Broker House. We've been around for uh, 25 years now. All things finance from commercial, business loans, personal, car loans, home and investment loans. Yep. Good. And Simon? Yeah, Simon from uh, GB Finance Brokers. Uh, established business 21 years ago. Very similar, all things finance, We've from home loans, commercial, equipment finance, personal loans, yep. investments. Yep. So, yeah, everything covered. Everything mm. covered. Yep, and workload and so forth at the moment, if you guys are fairly busy. Oh, it hasn't slowed down. Yep. Certainly hasn't slowed down. Yep, yep. The main topic at the moment, I suppose, is what we're seeing is, is interest rate rises have continued since, I think it was May last year, so that yep. it doesn't really look like slowing at this stage, but it might be a touch. But what's your... What's your general thoughts and what are you seeing at the moment? With the inquiry level at the moment, it's certainly um, it's consistent, hasn't slowed down. We're getting more inquiries, obviously, people wanting to reduce rates. It's not uncommon for rates to an existing lender, an existing client of a bank's rates, they won't drop their rate. So they yeah. really have to refinance out to try to get a lower rate. So that's probably a common thing at the moment. What's making it as hard, though, is obviously rates have gone up so quick. I think today yep. might make it the 10th time. Yep. The rates have gone up. It's making the serviceability of clients a little bit harder to try to get finance. Mm. So to swap banks is a little bit harder yep. as well. Yeah. And Simon? Yeah, you'll find from t- since the 10th 10th rise, you'll find that borrowing capacity could have easily decreased $250,000, $300,000. So yeah. it's quite a significant amount. Yeah. So even for people looking to refinance, mm. can may find it difficult to just refinance because they, they don't have the capacity anymore. Yeah, yeah. But we are, and probably like yourself, we're actively looking at our current clients and seeing if we can actually price them up and get them into a cheaper rate anyway. Mm. That's interesting because not a lot of you know clients would actually realise that. Is that what you're finding and even as well? To, even for us to go back to their existing lender and yeah. actually ask for a discount. Um, so it might not be changing banks, but we can certainly re- try to reprice it internally within their own bank. Yeah. So it's certainly worth reaching out either straight to your own bank or to ourselves, mm. and we can try to reduce the rate. Because yeah. every 0.25 or half percent is going to help. Impact. Yeah, it yeah. all helps. One key thing I'd like to talk about is for our market too locally is more on first homeowners. I think it's a big a big asset, a big key for, for Shepparton and, and Goulburn Valley for for young people to get into the market and obviously it's been a lot harder of late and we've certainly noticed that across our sector in real estate. What are some of the benefits and the process for first home buyers that you guys are running through with them? The initial appointment is probably the the first step yeah. and in regards to that 
we will always to our fact find to to collect their information and get an, an idea of their actual financial position. Now, sometimes they're ready and they've they've done their homework and they need to know they know what they need to do. Or sometimes we'll actually go through the process to help prepare them. So we've got clients that we might have seen three months or six months ago mm-hmm. and just explain, do you want to get to this position? This is what you need to save. This is maybe you need to focus on maybe getting rid of this credit card. Buy now, pay laters very focused on trying to get rid of those and help get them prepared for that position so and the focus is to actually get them pre-approved because we don't want them to just go and buy a property and then focus on their finance we want to get them ready so that you know they're prepared they've got their pre-approved you know when we get a call from an agent like yourself we can say yes they're pre-approved they're right to this right to this limit and how long does that pre-approval last you know, not just the first home buyer, but client in general. Does it vary from? It, do you want to answer that one? Look, it's, look, it's usually <laughs> three to six months, but yeah. yes, but that can be reassessed yep. at any time. Mm. So when they get a contract of sale, they find a house. Yeah, the actual application may have to be reassessed, and if the assessment rates changed, so the rates have gone up again, yep. it'll be reassessed at the higher rate. Yeah. So there's it's a big variable between lenders what, with what some of them actually do. Mm. So it's a pretty broad sort of question, yeah. but a lot of the major banks. A solid 90 usually days. Have, usually have it 90 yeah, days. 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. I think as an agent, like it's really important that we, we love when clients deal with local brokers because, you know, we, we trust, you know, how you guys deal with things and things like that. So for us to call you guys up and say, you know, how's this client looking, you'll say straight away, yep, you're in, they've got no issues where... As you said, you know it can change any any day mm. in terms of getting it re revalued. That's where it can yeah. yeah. become a bit sticky to a yeah. degree. Yeah. yeah. So I think Simon's right. So the big key is with anyone trying to borrow is we'll, we'll obviously go through a fact find with them, yeah. which is trying to work out um, just a little bit about themselves, mm. what they've got, income, savings, liabilities, and then just try to paint a bit of a picture of which mm. way they can go and what they can borrow up to. Mm. Um, ultimately with things with with prices going up so much and stuff like that expectations now may have to change a little bit yeah but certainly we can sort of help them try to reach their goals too mm-hmm. you know and if it means saving a little bit more or or paying out of debt that yep. can certainly change borrowing capacity mm. the other thing is even if they've got a pre-approved that might have expired we have direct access to the lender's capacity calculators either yep. it's online or an excel so generally we'll ask them to provide us with some updated pay slips just ask to make sure that not, no other financial mm. positions changed or yeah. circumstances are changed yeah. so if the client comes in and say look i found something but it's another twenty thousand dollars well we can quickly enter that data because yep. it's all saved yeah and, it, and it's fairly accurate, so we can go, yeah, it looks like they've got the room to go that little bit extra. Yep. We've checked their, their savings, yep. everything fits, we'll be right to go. Even though that pre-approval might have expired on the assessment side of things, generally we can just still update that information and yep. move it forward. Yep. But the assessment would be based mm. on the, yeah. the new information. Yeah. And turnaround time for you're talking only a week or two, if that, once you've got all the information. Oh yeah, that could be quite quick. Quite, quite, quick. quite quick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking yeah. Uh, the assessment itself only can take two to three days, depending on the lender. Yeah. What can delay it is sometimes we've waited weeks for contracts. Yeah. Uh, valuation delays. Yeah. I've, I've had I've had circumstances where we've been waiting so long for a contract that the clients actually gone and bought another property and settled on it, <laughs> and the contracts arrived and thought, oh, what's mm. going on here? Yeah. 
it's it's Unreal. yeah. So contracts vendors mm. getting their contracts out is quite important. Yeah. Don't delay. Absolutely. Talk about the communication. It's certainly yeah. a slow bit. Just getting the contract. Yeah. Because it delays yeah. the valuation and yeah. so forth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that stems back to I suppose mm. us as agents mm. being diligent with your vendors, getting your thirty twos and contracts repaired early. Mm. You get them signed in a timely manner. And it's off to the broker. As yep. such and keep the process going yep and time frames around finance approval what are you seeing changes there from when you actually have received a contract and explain to the viewers obviously we know the contract is the main part before finance can be approved and valuation but i think that's something that some of our viewers may need to um be enlightened on receiving the contract can take it from a being a pre-approval to then officially moving into a, a, the approval stage mm. so they do a full some banks will do a further assessment on it but it's certainly the turnaround times from actually getting the contract depending on the value values might take two days might be mm. five days um, they might not be able to get into the house to value so it might be someone that's renting the house that can't get the uh, let the yeah. value in straight away mm. but usually it's a week after you get the contract and evaluation yep. comes back that you should have a, uh, yep. a full approval of some sort. Yeah. Pretty quick still, even though yep. in our climate, interest rates and whatever's yep. happening in the market, it's still turnaround time. You know, you're working off 14 days, yeah. sometimes yep. 21 days is normal. For usually achieve, usually the bank, achieve the full The bank turnaround time's pretty quick. quick. So yep. usually allow three weeks and you're pretty right. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's more the prep work we do behind the scenes yeah. of collecting all the information, going through the statements, double checking everything. Yeah. That is, it's it's important to go through all that process yeah. from our, our side mm. because we don't want to, our objective is to try and put an application in and trying to get it from start to finish as cleanly as mm. possible. Yeah, yeah. Not, oh, oops, I didn't realise that or, yeah. you know, yeah. you missed anything. You, so yeah. there, there is time that we take to, to make sure that we get everything right yep. yeah yep. so ultimately getting back to the fact find yeah be very honest when you're completing it yes. declare all your debts all that sort of stuff yep. and yes. it should go through fairly seamless mm. um if uh and being not, a broker yeah. it gives us all the options so if for argument's sake someone had a default right and they don't like to talk about it mm. but yeah. if we know about it we know which banks to go to first that'll accept that yeah so it makes the process quicker Correct. yeah and a little bit a little bit more seamless for them yeah you got to be very honest when you do the yeah. fact finder yeah. yeah yeah the banks will certainly do credit checks so it's oh, going to come definitely. up so you may as well tell us straight yeah, up yeah. that something's there yeah, yeah. and there's the circumstances where clients don't understand a, a dental loan is an actual loan mm. or solar loans or buy now pay laters they're actual commitments but, yep. but they've perceived it as not a commitment. Yeah. Or credit cards. Amazingly how people think credit cards are not an actual commitment. Yeah. Mm. So <laughs> What the big thing is with credit cards is if they've got a limit of five grand and they own zero, yeah. they don't think they have to actually put it down. Yeah. But it's there. The banks work off the limit because yep. you can actually draw the money back out. Yep. And then to give you a basic scenario, if you've got a $1,000 afterpay card, Yep. That can change your borrowing capacity by five grand. Mm. Yeah. Right. So if you've got a five grand limit on a credit card, yep. there's twenty five grand. Yeah. So yep. a lot of people have got five or ten grand credit card. Yeah. Yep. Could yep. could be up to fifty fifty grand in regards to what they're mm. restricted by with their borrowing. So it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And buy now pay laters are actually mm. calculated three times the rate of a credit card in general. Really? So yeah. So and that's r- more, roughly more common, you're seeing more Oh, heaps. 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 Yeah. Oh, be a lot very of people. common. Yeah. 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 That's good information. That's good key points for people to understand and know when they're prepped to go in to see a broker to get the pre-approval, just to be upfront and honest to make the whole whole process a lot easier. Yep. But um, just on some first home buyer um, uh, government grants and assistance, can you just touch on uh, what's available um, at the moment 
from for first home buys for established houses. Yeah, yeah. I can, you've uh, when you can touch on it as well. So you have the uh, they keep changing all the names. So you have got the regional grant, which is the five percent deposit yep. uh, scheme. You still have the family guarantee, which is the two percent deposit. You have the new building grant, which is five percent. But they're a little that one's a little trickier because you've got to have the house and land packaged mm. together. Yep. That can be and the. Uh, what do they call the first first buyer's grant, which is meant to be for the city, but still can apply for regional as well. Yeah. Um, key things to know on the five percent is the five percent just cannot be five percent handed to you. It actually, has to be a five percent genuinely saved um, uh, amount of money. Yep. So it cannot be bulk money or money from your parents or anything like that. You yep. actually have to save it. Yep. We don't have rental mitigation or anything like that. So it's yeah, very, very right. strict around the rules. Yeah. And it's for citizens only, which is a little bit hard for permanent residents as mm, well, which mm, is mm. a bit sad, but uh, that's how it applies. Yeah. Did you want anything to that? Um, on top of that, nil stamp duty, up to 600000 for yep. first homeowners regionally. Yep. It is different metro. Yes. So, but Shepparton's um, up to 600000 nil, and then it's tiered after that. So whereas stamp duty on a $600,000 property might be about 30000 um, if you buy something for six ten, they might only charge you two thousand dollars for that extra ten grand. Yeah, okay. so it's tiered up, which That's is a huge nice. bonus. Mm. Yeah. Um, construction still ten thousand. Yeah. So also there's nil yep. stamp duty when they buy the land for a first time owner, and they get ten grand towards the construction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the things that they need for a lot of these grants, they need their 2022 notice of assessments available. Yep. Full ID. Full ID, Medicare card. Um, and obviously the five percent genuine savings for the um yep for the for the for the grant itself yeah, for the grant yeah. itself um yeah and there's just a couple of stat decks you've got to do confirm that you haven't bought anywhere but that's pretty easy yeah there's nothing complicated about those uh just with the the new family grant it is not necessarily for first-time buyers so it could be for a single parent with a mm. child that's come out of a relationship yeah. has has some funds um and they want to get into their their into a home yeah. they'll still have stamp duty but that that two percent is a big help, and the mm. fact that they don't have to pay any. Well, that's the big thing. Lenders' mortgage, mortgage insurance. insurance is waived yeah. as well, so yeah. you don't have to worry about lenders' mortgage insurance. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, huge, huge difference. Huge government incentives. Huge yep. government, and yeah. and to the bank as well. It mm. puts it from a, a, a it's still a ninety five percent lend, yep. but they're actually giving you a, a lower rate as an eighty percent lend rate yep. interest rate. So some of the rates can be different too. Yeah, so right. it's a huge, huge yeah. benefit for the first homeowner. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of really good grants for yeah. them. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. And a lot of people are taking it up. There's so many offers released from the government to do this, mm. Um, mm. but I think it's slowed down a little bit yep. in yep. regards to the first homeowner's market, so they are available. Yeah. But that's one of the best grants that's been released mm. in the last three, three years. Yeah. Yeah, it's been brilliant. And where do they find that information? And you guys from us. hold a hand through that, yep. go through sure the whole do. process from start to finish. Yep. 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 Fantastic. Um, Banks at the moment, major banks, big four banks. Where uh, there's a lot in that space going on. Uh, you guys, as as brokers, have got the flexibility um, to uh, use a lot of different banks. What's what are some of the benefits of a client using you guys as brokers in lieu of one of the major banks? It's about understanding the policy of the banks, because every client is very different mm. from the next client that walks through the door. Yep. And that can come down to being self-employed, being casual, being part-time, being full-time. So you have to actually understand uh, the, the type of employment. Yep. Uh, so you, 
that policy is very different for every single different bank. Yep. Mm. So it's very, very important to understand how they apply policy. Yep. Where some banks, for example, casual, uh, some banks will just amortise the last six months to get a year-to-date figure. Some banks will rely on what they earned in the previous year Mm. for for their casual income and maybe Mm. work off that figure. So you might have earned more this year, Mm. but you've earned less the previous year, so they'll only work on the lower figure. So if that doesn't work for that bank, you've got to take them to the correct bank. So it's a matter of understanding the client's position. That's where it comes down to that fact find. Very, Mm. very important because that helps us place us to the correct correct lender. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly cool. policy is the big difference. Yeah. We've got over 40 different lenders now, so there's a lot yeah. of lenders out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and policy plays a big part. So mm. yeah. interest rate's not everything. Yeah. You know, there's no. some really good interest rates out there, but it doesn't mean that particular bank does suit what you. you need to do yeah. and it suits that individual. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Simon's right. You know, there's certain banks that help out look after casual employment better, some banks that look after self-employed better. Yeah. Um, they're all different. Um, bank A might also, you know, if you're looking at a particular house and, and your own bank can't lend what you want, Bank B might actually lend you the money. Yeah. Believe it or not, yeah. Bank A might lend you 500 grand and Bank B might lend you 540. Yeah. yeah. On yeah, the same is. income, and it's just how they look at it and how they assess it. Yep. So that's mm. probably the big difference. Between a broker and then going straight to your bank, yeah, we yeah. may have. You're more working options. for the client. You're working for the buyer. Yeah, you know, yep. certainly. There's a due needs. diligence with us with affordability, all that sort of yep. stuff as well. We're working off the bank rules. Yes. Um, and certainly, there's times where you, you you know you sort of ask the questions to the client, what can you comfortably afford? Because mm. that's a big thing. Look at the big picture oh, um, yeah. of what they can afford. Yep. You don't want to put people in a situation where they can't pay it back. Yeah. Um, but certainly the, the way the banks look at things as well is is they put in a, a, a serviceability rate on top of the current loan. Mm. So where people think, well, they come to you and they say, well, I can afford it. Yeah, you yeah. can afford it. But the banks actually assess it different. So if the current rate's are 5.5%, they'll assess it at 8.5%. Mm. Mm. And they're factoring in things like rate rises and yep. stuff like that. So yep. they want to make sure you can afford the loan as well. Mm. But that's where people, they're, they're covering their rent fairly easy and they mm. want to get into a house. But obviously, when you look yep. at assessment rates, it changes. Yeah. Um, and that's what does make it hard at yep. the moment. You know, I think the assessment rate's up to 9%. Yeah. With most lenders, which is fairly high. That's pretty high. And then if you, on top of that, if you've got investment properties, yep. they're yep. all getting assessed at 9%, all your existing debt as well. Yep. yep. And, and we've already caught the rate rises from mm. 10, 10, 10 raises ago. Yep. So yeah. that that buffer has actually been already eroded. Mm. So for, for people who borrowed at the 2% mark. Yes. And that, those clients that have got a fixed rate, yeah, oh, yeah. big, big talk at the moment. moment. I mean, that's, Ooh, yeah. that's can you? Yep. I know it's hard to put percentages on it, but that's something that obviously is going to, going to change fairly soon. What what advice and information are you giving your clients? Uh, they might have locked in at two percent, you know, for a period of time, and that's going to come to an end. This one's going to get a little interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I'm testing out the policy. I don't know if you've tested this one out yet. So there's a simple refi that's come out. So we've got one that we're actually about to sort out now where they've been in a much higher rate for, mm. and they're coming out of it, but the affordability is not there. Mm. So we're about to test out the simple refi 
policy uh, where they can refinance to another lender into a cheaper because the bank's not coming to the party, so we make we've, we've yep. determined yep. that. Yep. Yep. So we're about to try and refinance them to a, another lender yep. that has a simple refi policy that's going to offer them the cheaper rate that will that will help them out. Yeah, uh, and they're going to base it off the last twelve months mm. now. This is, going, this is actually going to be my first one. So this is going to be an interesting test yeah. yep. to see how the process works mm. because that's a new policy. Uh, it's a, I understand the policy around it. And it's quite a good idea. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Mm. Well, and truly, I haven't enough mm. you've done one yet, have you? No. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you see that over the next six to 12 months. When yeah, so it'll be interesting down, to see yeah, how this goes. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I guess it's good to see that there's lenders there that are being proactive in those situations. And, again, that's the benefit of dealing with a broker, you know, to find those mm. different lenders that offer those, you know, um, packages and services. Yeah, and certainly look, and, and the lenders, they, they do want to try to make things work as yeah. well. Um, yeah. they, they don't, don't want to see all these people no, going No, no, not at all. They don't all want the houses exactly on the market, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they want to, they obviously, there's policies get brought out to adapt to things as well, I yeah. think. Yeah. It just seems to happen. Um, and as I said, yeah, lenders don't want to see people throwing their keys. Yeah. It's no. just not what they want. So no. if it can be made easier... This is usually something that seems to pop up to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or a policy to try to fit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, the fixed rates, it's going to be a bit of a concern with mm. people coming out of their 2% and then all of a sudden going up to 5 mm. Obviously, that's why assessment rates are brought into things so they can yeah. afford a yeah. jump. Yeah. Um, but certainly, we're starting to get the phone calls now right. about what to do. And, you know, yeah. hopefully, we're just hoping that a lot of people have. Put some money away too, and, and can afford it. I yeah. think it's just not the Definitely. rates that have made things hard, though. No. I think it's just the general cost of living. Yeah, you know, yeah. everything's gone up: food, mm. fuel, everything. It's made it hard. Mm. It's just a bit of a double hit with everyone. Very much so. Where do you both see interest rates going at the moment? About another three quarters of percent, mm. by the sounds of it. Three, three rate, three rate rises. About. Well, they're obviously yep. talking today's yep. going to be one of them yep. and maybe um, two more to come. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot of pressure on people. Mm. Oh, definitely. And the question is, is it actually going to work? Mm. Because the rate rises only affect approximately about a third of homeowners yeah, as correct. well. So That's not going to help. Yeah. So there's two thirds that won't be affected by yep. it. Mm. So it's a, it's a quite a – and it's – the hard part of it is is that it's on the younger borrowers as well yes. that have been the first ones getting into the mortgage. Yeah. You know, they've had to buy more expensive properties because that's that's where the market is. Yeah. So, yeah. and they're the ones that are under pressure. Whereas, uh, we're older borrowers, so we've either got no mortgage or very very Correct. low mortgages. You yeah. get a few rate rises. Eh, it doesn't doesn't worry us so much. Yeah. But we do understand the stresses that it has on these younger borrowers, mm. and that pain has been more inflicted on them than. Than anybody else. Yeah. So yeah, as agents, there are older borrowers, yeah. but yes. Yeah, yeah, correct. And we've seen that in the market too. You know, I think probably a sub five hundred or less, probably a little bit harder to shift at the yeah. moment because of the, it was what you said. The first home buyers coming in has really affected them. Where six hundred plus people have already sold their homes before, and have made you know good profits over the last couple of years. And so yeah, their mortgage amounts are either quite similar or they don't have a mortgage at all. So you know they can really afford those yeah. higher mm. um, properties. Yeah. So there's a certain percentage of buyers in the in the market that were initially uh, were going to construct and build the house and land, but that's really probably more an eye opener for some, unfortunately, and that's pushed them back into that established housing market. Um, we've seen that a lot. So that's driven that that mid-range market, I think, mm. for Shepherd and Golden Valley area, where your homeowner 
you, which you feel for them, which if they can't afford to build, it's still somewhat difficult to get into your, mm. to your let's call a median house, which is around 435000 now as we mm. sit now. So that's continually increased, even with interest rates increasing. Our median price is people probably don't realise that actually oh, yeah. month on month has continually increased. So that's yep. put added pressure on our first home buyer market and we've certainly seen that very clearly. Um, uh, you know, limited. Mm. It is limited. And what we had last year, probably more if there investment investors somewhere out of Melbourne and mm. metro area probably come off as well. So there is a bit of stock there around that high threes, early fours, it is still good buying, but it is difficult for those first home buyers to just enter the market. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of those first homeowner grants that some of these viewers may not be aware of, you know, get in and see your broker, um, talk to the local guys, and, you know, you might be surprised what you can and can't do. Mm. So, Yeah, and, and look for the first homeowners as well and, and existing homeowners. The last two or three years, the people that actually have got in, have done quite well too. Yeah. So mm. if you flip the positives over, they've brought a, a five hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah. Potentially could be six or seven hundred thousand. Yeah, got a bit equity. Yeah. So they've yeah. they've, yeah. they've gained a lot of equity out yeah. of it as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know affordability might be a bit tougher. Yep. But they've certainly yeah. created a lot of equity in, still the, got in the win. short term as well. They've got a yeah. win. So yeah, there's exactly a positive right. in the market for yeah. anyone yeah, that actually definitely. got in. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, you do some – we can do valuations whenever we want. So if someone wants to yeah. revalue their house, yeah. we can get it properly revalued. And I think they'd be they'd be mm. shocked with what it's worth now. Yeah. So they've done yeah. quite well. Definitely. And that's just – is that a cost – just no. on that, Paul, is there a cost involved? No Simon? cost at all. No, no cost. So if we've done an initial line or a new customer yep. wants to come in, we can get it valued. There's no cost. No yep. cost at all. Easy. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Yeah. So not just the real estate valuation. Obviously, no. you can get a real estate valuation. Yeah. 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 But we can get a, a proper get valuation. A proper valuation through a yeah. value. Yeah. Bank yeah. one. Yep. 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 See where the client sits and. So what yep. we can do for them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's good to be face to face. Good to be local. Yep. Sit down. Um, and work through it, which is... And in turn, if the valuation has gone up that much, it does mm. can change your rate, just even within your own bank, as I yeah. said earlier on. It can drop your rate yeah. because they, they charge a higher rate for a 95% lend to a 80% lend yeah. or a 70% lend that tears, mm. tears down with some lenders. Yeah. So yeah. it's a good thing to do. And what are the banks... What are the you know, interest rates at the moment? Um, I mean, we're looking at some of the major banks. What are the major four banks these days? Is that is there any so, change there? Or? Well, the Commonwealth still sits at number one, yep. followed by NAB, yep. National Australia Bank. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Macquarie's now in third position now. Yeah, right. Followed by Westpac Bank of Melbourne, I'm pretty sure it's fourth position. Mm. And yep. ANZ would sit in fifth at the moment. All right. But I think ANZ's doing a bit of gaining at the moment. So yeah. ANZ yeah. and Westpac might swap around mm. in the next couple of months. Yeah. yeah. But Macquarie's definitely... Yeah, uh, what are they doing differently to sort of get the... I mean, it's always been those standard big four banks and AC, yeah, Macquarie and Bank of Melbourne really pushing. Like, what are they doing differently to... For Bank of Melbourne, it would be processes. Yeah. Uh, valuations up front get the information. They seem to have a very streamlined process yeah. and their rates are competitive too. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And I'm of the product doesn't shift too much as well. So if you want a basic rate, mm -hmm. um, you can have their basic rate. Oh, they've got fixed rates as well, so but yeah. I'm just comparing the rate base uh, the variables for the moment. If you want a fixed sorry, a offset rate, well their rate stays the char mm. rate stays the same. You just have to pay a package fee yeah. for, for the offset. Mm. Whereas there's a lot of lenders that 
you can take your basic, but if you want to take a packaged rate mm. or an offset rate, the actual rate goes up in price. Mm. So they've they've got some of the processes very very streamlined, yep. and their product is very clean and very easy to mm. use. And sometimes, uh, like the other day, I put an application in. Uh, we got the val in pay slips in there was one question around uh like a three dollar um deduction on the pay slip which was uh i think the the social club they just wanted a quick answer on that one so i sent that in by email 15 minutes later actually had the formal approval done it was done Mm. basically so the turnaround time can be as quick as 24 hours if it's everything's prepared and this as we're talking this is where fact find we collect our information get everything up front so that we can and we can get it in yeah um, if you talk Macquarie, they're very streamlined. Yeah, you know, yeah, got yeah. some really good rates. Um, better rates for low, what they call LVRs, lending yep, value yep. ratio. So they 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 really good for a basic home loan. Yeah, yep. really good for a, a self-employed savvy investor. Their yep. rates are really sharp, yep. and they look mm. at self-employed really well as well. Yeah. Mm. So every lender's got their own niche. Mm. Um, look, there's some. Some cheaper rates again than all the majors, but then sometimes there's some, headaches, some processing issues yeah. at the back end. Yeah. yeah, you know, major banks or, or, or the top banks might turn things around in two or three days. It might take them two weeks. Yeah, mm. just to give you an answer. So as long as we're honest up front with the client, yeah, tell them this is the process. If they want to refinance to them, yeah, they might get a great rate. Yeah, but it might take longer to get it through. Yeah, mm. and that might just be because of their back end you know yeah. might be well understaffed and their volume's that high because they're getting so many applications in because yeah. the rates are so yeah. good correct so yeah. yeah and i guess that goes back to you're dealing with around 40 lenders too so yeah, you know there's true. probably other lenders that you guys really have good relationships with or you know have good processes mm. and streamlines and aren't necess- necessarily in the the top top mm. six as well mm. yeah so. And there's certainly lenders that will push things through quicker for you. Yeah. Um, everything that we do is disclosed up front. So we, yeah. we tell everyone how we work. Yeah. There's no cost to the client to use us. No. We don't disclose our commission um, we would receive. Yeah. yeah. Full, dis- like, full commission full disclosure. Um, works. Yeah. Doesn't affect rates or fees or anything like that. No. All right. So we're working for the client. Yeah. 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 So to give you an idea, finance brokers Australia-wide, I think it was just updated. We're, we're writing 71% of all home loans Australia-wide. So yeah. that's gradually increasing yeah. and it will continue continue to increase. So as branches oh, slow down, yeah. uh, or slow down, sorry, um, start to shut down mm. and you're, you're noticing branches mm. even in Shepparton as yes. well. Yep. Bank of Melbourne, just in the malls, just closed down. Yeah, this, okay. is, this is happening all, all across Australia. Yep. So people are looking for different avenues to mm. get their home loan. Uh, and the broker is, is definitely probably the best tool you'll mm. have to go get your home loan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. And certainly I've had cases where, uh, yes, we use so many lenders, but sometimes we just can't do the deal, mm. all right? But we may know of a bank that might do it, and certainly I'm, I'd be happy to direct that person to that yep. to that particular lender. You, you know? don't and directly... You don't we don't write it directly sometimes, yep. but certainly... Um, it's it's in the best interest Lead of the clients, in the right yeah. to, you know, yeah. achieve what what they want to achieve. Yeah. If yeah. I can't help them, yep, I can certainly help them yeah. um, get there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. very good. I was going to touch on equity a little bit as yeah. well, because yeah. um, we're talking about first home buyers. But talking about equity, obviously, the last couple of years we've had large capital growth, 
So not just for the first-time buyers, there's the family guarantee. That's quite important as well because yeah. you're going to find first-time buyers sometimes under paying rent, cost of living, as much as they try their hardest to save their 5% deposit, sometimes it's just, it's just not achievable. Mm-hmm. achievable. So with, especially with the increases in values of property, you'll find mums and dads, we'll turn down the mums and dads bank, um, bank of mum and dad, I should say, um, they're going to have that equity in their mm-hmm. property. So there might be an opportunity for a first-home buyer that might not have quite the savings but has the capacity, has been paying the rent and yep. doing all the right mm-hmm. things to, to be able to get a family guarantee to get into the home home. Yeah. But that's not just for the first-time buyers. I've had many incidents where, unfortunately, uh, a result of COVID, there's been quite a number of separations as well. Yeah. Where, you know, the part one of the partners has been left pretty low in funds, but wants to still get in the home, and I'm, and they might be still in their 30s or 40s, but the family guarantees come in very very handy. Mm. So it's not just limited to the first-time buyers. It's yeah, uh, right. So that capital growth might be a good opportunity for for first-time buyers to be uh, providing. You know, parents are happy to. Yeah. To to yeah. use the family home yeah. to to get them into into yeah. a house basically. Yeah, it's not all doom and gloom for you know. First, there's definitely there's, there's ways there's basically. ways to get things done. You know? Yeah, it's just yeah going to a broker and discussing that and finding what best option suits them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Get the information, the free chat, and that's mm. great. Yep, that's exactly. Great. Yep. Guys, anything else you want to would like to touch on? You know, there's one thing that I probably want to touch on also was. Self-employed clients. We deal with so many self-employed. Um, just the criteria for self-employed. It's always. Does it? I mean, it used to be. You need your last two years of you know bank well, statements. Bank, uh, bank to bank. Uh, tax returns and so forth. Is there any? Bank bank to bank. You'd say the standard policy that they want is two years financials. Yeah. Um, but there's certain lenders that are happy to look at one year's financials. Yeah. Uh, there's certain lenders that can. T- Happy just to get notice of assessments, yes. and okay. don't even have to look at financials. Yeah, right. So it's it's fairly broad with what mm-hmm. they want to see. There's some um, lenders that if you're in a certain industry for so long, particularly like tradies that are in their trade yeah. for so long, yep. yeah. they want to go out on their own. Yeah. Certain lenders that'll look at that and say, yeah, okay, if you can give us BAS statements, mm. we, if the income's yeah. consistent, yeah. we'll look at it. Yeah. Um, it, it depends on, and then it depends if they've got a bigger deposit and a, Correct. you know, the banks, yep. Yep. there's less risk yep. Yep. if they've got a 20% deposit mm. to a 5% deposit. Mm. So yep. things, there are certain policies yep. between different banks yep. that do it. Generally, you'd say two years. Generally two years. But, yeah. But, yeah. but they will accept one as well. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but there's also the PAYG policy as well. If they're actually paying themselves a salary yeah. and it's correctly lodged and they're using the simple payroll system, mm. simple single-touch single, single touch payroll system, yeah. and they'll get an updated uh, year-to-date PAYG summary off MyGov. Yeah. And if that all adds up, then depending on the time of the year, somewhat six months to have been credited, uh, you can use that and you don't have to worry about the actual tax returns. Yeah. So it does vary. But that takes a bit of planning as well. Yeah. Mm. So mm. if that's the case, they don't worry about any of the business debt, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They're just yeah, happy yeah. to use the payroll yeah. and that's it. Interesting. Yeah. 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 But there's always there's, there's a way. It's just sometimes yeah. it may not be right now. Yeah. We'll say, well, if you do this... Yeah. Then, then we can look at you in three or six yeah. months' time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, as I said, that's the advantage of coming to a broker. That's right. right. You could walk into a bank and they just say no because that just doesn't fit our policy and you yeah. think yeah. that's it, yeah. basically. Yeah. We will go, uh, you're not going to be here, but we'll definitely be, should be able to place you here. Yeah. We just need to do a bit of prep work for you. And yeah. certainly now's the time, mm. if self-employed are looking for yeah. to do finance, yeah. 
go see your accountant now before you do this year's financials. Like yep. it's March now, we're only three months away. That's June. Right. Yep. Yep. Start reviewing it all now. Yep. And um, yeah, getting it set up right yeah. to, to borrow for finance. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We, we see so many self-employed clients mm. coming in. It's always an extra discussion about financial side of things, deposit and different criteria. So that's I think that's important for some of our viewers to, to acknowledge and understand. Yep. Um, it's very broad and, yeah. and a lot of lenders that get certain mm. policies that really fit really well. Yep. Mm. Yep. It's great. What are you both seeing in the construction side of things, from the construction loans, especially more for, let's talk Shepparton, regional. What are you seeing? If you said, uh, asked that question about a year and a half ago, uh, Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. constant, constant, constant. If you ask that question right now, yeah. slowed considerably. Yeah. 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 That's, and that reflects the yeah. market as well with land sales. And I think the mm. other thing is as well, I think people have been waiting for contracts for a while. Yeah. Or, sorry, the some of the land wasn't released really quick. Yeah. It's so the contract prices that they initially got quoted with, might have been 400000 now it's 500 Yeah, that's the yeah. biggest so issue. So I think yeah. people are just now, okay, can I really do this? Yeah. Um, which is good if they're thinking about that mm. in a way. Yeah. But um, I think that's slowed it all down. Yeah. And we're having to do a little bit more education around the contracts as well for the clients to understand that a fixed price contract is not necessarily a fixed price contract. Mm. Yes. So there can be post variations mm. that they've got Correct. to be prepared for. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of the times we'll uh, just explain to the client, just keep saving. I know you've got, yeah. that's the fixed price contract, mm. but we don't want to get to the end and there's a, Four or five thousand dollar variation that yeah, you have yeah. to come up with, yeah, um, because it was a su surprise, or yeah. they needed to put an extra gutter in because it was going to drain property, and all of a sudden you got extra dollars yeah. that you've got to fork out. And so the, and costs and things like that, you know, yeah. there's extra yep. fuel, and then now with the builders, they're going to bring in in June or July. There's more uh, standards within the, the developers tax. De yeah, and so now you've got to they're, they're going to do wider hallways. It's all going to be double glazed. So there's an extra twenty or thirty grand yeah. that's going to mm. come through yeah. in the next sort of six to twelve months as well. That people probably need to be aware of as well. Um, within the building regulations, have brought in yeah new things mm. that they need to bring yeah. in. So, but there is building happening. We're seeing mm. from the normal. You know, I wouldn't say now cheap contracts around three hundred fifty thousand for a house for a small house, mm. uh, and we're st and now we're starting to go into the million dollar construction Correct. loans. Yep. So yeah, yep. it's the same so as the housing market to a degree. It's just lifted yep. in price. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the first home, yeah, <clears throat> the first home buyers or investors aren't really building, but it's mm. more the the second, third home buyers Correct. that yeah. are just upgrading and building some yeah some nice homes. Yep. Yeah, well, they've had equity. 100%. Yep. They've had equity. And they're somewhat comfortable. Correct. You know, Very in comfortable. In their lifestyle. So, and that's evident. So that's the importance of this information today, for certainly for some of these like first home buyers or second tier buyers to get in for that free free chat, know what's available, know the government incentives. Um, you'd, you'd be stupid not to come in for a chat. 100%. And just have a chat. Yep. Know where you're at. You know, not everyone... The, the market is so... Uh, how do you say it? As agents, when you, you talk to a lot of clients, a lot of purchasers, a lot of vendors, it's, you know, the market's changed, the market's mm. dropped. The market. So it's a lot of conditioning going on yeah. as, as agents and not just, you know, it'd be agents in general conditioning potential clients and vendors. So that's just a reflection of, again, coming in, having a chat with your broker, understanding what's available. I think that's that's really important. That's what today's about on top of, mm. yeah, the landscape's changed a bit and it looks like it's, um, 
yeah, changed, going to be changing a little bit more potentially. Um, but um, you know, firstly, guys, we want to yeah, basically thank you both for for coming in. No problem. Uh, it's been a wealth of, of knowledge and information to our viewers, uh, Paul and, and Simon. For you guys, thank you. No problem. And uh, viewers, anyone needs to uh, get in to see a broker. Pop in and see Paul at the uh, Broker House or Simon at GV um, Finance Brokers. Uh, they're local people. They've been in the game a long time. So uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for joining us, guys. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on your favourite podcast platform so you don't miss upcoming episodes. We would love you to share this podcast with your network. And if you have any questions or feedback, please connect with us via our social network or head to gagliardiscott.com.au.